Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. So glad you could be with us for this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. We're looking at an article in the April 2022 edition of the Leahona Magazine. This is a monthly magazine that is geared more for adult members in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It replaced the ensign a while back. But there's an article in this edition, starts on page 27. It's titled, I Do Not Know the Meaning of All Things, and That's Okay. It was written by a female member of the church, a woman by the name of Megan Thompson Ramsey. And as we talked about yesterday, she starts off this piece by relating a story of talking to a young woman while on her mission— And she doesn't give any details as to where she went on her mission, and that's really not important. But the opening couple of paragraphs really set the tone for what she's going to try and accomplish in this article. And before we jump into it, I think, Eric, we need to talk about the fact that this certainly is not the first time an article has been in these magazines dealing with the subject of doubt and how do you handle questions that you can't answer as a member of the LDS Church. And the idea that this article is being written to young adults, and it's in the section of the magazine that is for the entire world. This is not just for the United States, as oftentimes we will critique articles that were written only to those in North America, but this one is meant for everybody. And I'm going to suggest perhaps there is a crisis going on in the LDS Church, of many young people leaving because of all the doubts, maybe doing research and having doubts about the very idea that God exists. We're having the same issue in the Christian Church. Evangelical Christian churches are struggling. This is why we think it's so important. Bill, you and I both believe that we should train up our children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from that. And I think when you are involved with youth, I'm involved with youth, we want our kids to really understand and know what they believe and why they believe it so they won't lose their faith. You bring up the crisis of faith that some professing Christians have been having in recent years, and and I want to comment on that because I, I keep track of that. And I've seen the testimonies of those who claim to be Christian who left their faith, but I've got to be quite upfront and honest on this subject. Many times when I read those stories, I do tend to roll my eyes and say, you left because of that? Because it's usually some social issue that they don't agree with what the Bible has to say. Well, you know, if the Bible's true, What you think about a social issue better take a back seat to what the Word of God actually says, because you're not doing those people any good if you're enabling them in, let's say, a behavior that the Bible strictly speaks against. Certainly, there are social issues that are dividing a lot of members in the LDS Church, just as we find that division in Christian churches. But what she brings up is an issue that is really a deal breaker. 
And I find that the way she treats the opening lines of her article talking about this investigator that she met while on her mission, again, I want to go over what she says because I think she treats rather lightly some of the concerns that this investigator had while she was on her mission. So let's, let's read that first and second paragraph again, especially for those who didn't hear yesterday's show. I'll never forget a lesson I had with a young woman on my mission. She kept asking for physical or tangible evidence that the Book of Mormon was true. And I sat there, unsure of how to respond to her questions and accusations. I was a young, bright-eyed missionary, and all I knew was that the Book of Mormon was true. I felt discouraged because I didn't know all the answers to her questions. But I realized it wouldn't have mattered if I had physical evidence to prove the Book of Mormon was true. Proof wouldn't give her faith. Now, let me show my disagreement for the statement that you read where she says, but I realized it wouldn't have mattered if I had physical evidence to prove the Book of Mormon was true. How does she know that? Because that evidence may have been enough for that individual to move to the next step. In other words, okay, you've given me evidence that shows that the Book of Mormon does have some validity to it. As we mentioned yesterday, we cannot prove the spiritual message of the Book of Mormon any more than we can prove the spiritual message of the Bible. We admit that. But sometimes it's the physical evidence that shows that the Bible has some grounds for validity that leads a person to that next step to trust in the spiritual message. I know that for a fact because that was me. That's what caused me to look to the next step. I saw that there was evidence to support many of the things in the Bible. And I will confess, as a Christian for as many years as I have been and what I've studied since then, I have all the more evidence to show me that the Bible is worth trusting. But this woman was asking for physical or tangible evidence. Actually, I commend this woman for wanting that kind of evidence. But when you look at a statement by Jeffrey Holland, a Mormon apostle, regarding what is at stake, I would say all the more this young woman who was asking the questions, she was right to do so. And I think perhaps that Megan Thompson Ramsey missed a good opportunity. If she had had some answers, it may have helped. Maybe those answers would have not helped. (laughs) And I think if I were given the answers, it probably wouldn't have helped her because we know a lot of evidence that goes against the Book of Mormon and why you should not trust it to be an ancient work. But let's look at what Jeffrey R. Holland had to say. Now, remember, he's an LDS apostle in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and he said this in a book that he wrote, Christ and the New Covenant, pages 345 and 346. But what did Holland say? To consider that everything of saving significance in the church stands or falls on the truthfulness of the Book of Mormon and, by implication, the Prophet Joseph Smith's account of how it came forth is as sobering as it is true. It is a sudden death proposition. Either the Book of Mormon is what the Prophet Joseph said it is, or this church and its founder are false, a deception from the first instant onward. Joseph Smith must be accepted either as a prophet of God or else as a charlatan of the first order, but no one should tolerate any ludicrous, even laughable middle ground about the wonderful contours of a young boy's imagination or his remarkable facility for turning a literary phrase. That is an unacceptable position to take morally, literally, historically, 
or theologically. And then he also said this, Bill, in the November 2009 conference edition of the Inside Magazine in a talk he gave called Safety for the Soul. This is found on page 90 of the Inside. If he or she leaves this church, it must be done by crawling over or under or around the Book of Mormon to make that exit. Now consider this statement that Holland has made here that we have just cited. It's a sudden death proposition. Either the Book of Mormon is what the prophet Joseph said it is, or the church and its founder are false, a deception from the first instance onward. Wow. I ask myself, am I going to place myself into this possible spiritual jeopardy by merely wanting to rely on a subjective feeling, or as the Latter-day Saint would say, by praying according to Moroni 10.4, or do I want to know that there's something to this book? I would argue you should want to know that there's something to this book, because if there's nothing to this book, tangibly or physically, then there's a good chance there's nothing to this book when it comes to spiritually. And if there's nothing good of this book spiritually, other than perhaps the Bible verses that Joseph Smith copied and put into this text, is it safe to not ask these kind of questions? You see, I commend this investigator for what she was doing. I just think it was sad on the part of Megan Thompson Ramsey that she didn't have the answers for this individual. But as I said earlier, maybe the answers would have caused her not to go the step further. I would hope so, but it's her story that she's telling. Latter-day Saint listening right now is going to say to you, Bill, let's turn the tables on you, Bill, because, well, yes, we have to have faith in the Book of Mormon, but don't you have faith in the Bible? And what evidence can you show me any better than what we have for the Book of Mormon? I think there's a lot of evidence that I could show for the Bible that is better than the Book of Mormon, because as I mentioned earlier, part of my personal journey into Christian faith is I had to convince myself that the Bible had some evidence that supported the things that could be deemed to be true. I don't have that with the Book of Mormon. I have no Book of Mormon artifacts. I don't even have a church giving me an official position as to where these huge civilizations mentioned in the Book of Mormon were located. They don't even have a place on a map that they can say definitively, this is where the Book of Mormon lands are located. We know this by living here in Utah, that there are travel agencies that will take Latter-day Saints to what they think are Book of Mormon lands, but yet they are compelled to tell people, especially if they're going down to Central America, because that is one of the theories, they have to tell them that it's thought to be this place mentioned in the Book of Mormon, or could be this place mentioned in the Book of Mormon. It would be the same for those who are taking you to the Midwest or even New York, because there are some Latter-day Saints who believe that's where the Book of Mormon lands were located. They don't know for sure. It's only a theory. They hope it is, but they can't give you evidence any more for those locations than Megan Thompson Ramsey could give evidence for the Book of Mormon to this inquisitive investigator. Let me add another file on the stack, Bill. When it comes to the message of the Book of Mormon, Joseph Smith once said that the Book of Mormon is the most correct book on earth, and a man could get near to God by abiding by 
its precepts than by any other book. But if you read the Book of Mormon, as you and I have both done, I don't see Mormon teaching the way it's taught today, or even the way it was taught by Joseph Smith, that is emphasized. I see a much different message, everything from who is God to how a person gets salvation, the ability to work for the dead, uh, temples, etc., etc. Latter-day Saints don't get their theology from the Book of Mormon. They have to go to the Doctrine and Covenants and the Church writings to be able to prove what they believe to be true. And I think you make a good point, because it's the Book of Mormon that's the bait. They give you the bait of the Book of Mormon. If you just pray about it and get a good feeling about it, which I think is absolutely dangerous, but if you were to do that, you're assuming that the church missionary that gave you that book in the first place to read and pray about must believe everything that's in that book, and that's what the church stands for is what's in that book. And you're right. A lot of the unique teachings of Mormonism are not in the Book of Mormon. They're in other sources. So you're not even given a full picture. You're not even being given full disclosure by merely being given a Book of Mormon in order for you to eventually join the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So shouldn't that bother people? Why aren't they giving them a, a list of the doctrines they actually believe and let the person decide at that point? Tomorrow we'll continue looking at this article, I Do Not Know the Meaning of All Things, and that's okay. Okay. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.